This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm glad you're here joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Walsh. And good morning, Ted. And good morning and a happy Grey Cup Sunday to you. Uh, the game tonight, big game. Big game. And let's go... I don't know. Whoever. Who, you know what? We have to admit here. No, no don't tell them. Yeah, no, no, no. We have to admit, this, this show is being pre-taped. Today is Wednesday, December the 1st. This is when we're taping the show. Happy December, by the way. Okay, so we we don't know who won. Yeah, but we kind of we, we can guess. Game. We can we can guess that. I'm you know, guessing clearly. The, I'm Tor- guessing the Argos are in. in clearly, the Toronto's going to be in the game. Today. I'm guessing the Argos are in the game. And today. if they're not, then I'm going to look really silly for having said that. <laughs> Won't be the first time though. No, it wouldn't. But we we do on occasion we do pre-tape and, these programs. And I am wearing my Argo hat again, just you are. for good luck. You are. And I, I'm not wearing my jersey, but I will when when game time rolls around, as I do each year. Yeah, when the Argos are playing, it's just such a good game, and everyone says the Grey Cup game is such a good game. Uh, it's it's usually very close, you know, very entertaining. Um, Arkells, Arkells should be good. Yeah, for sure. Hamilton, Hamilton boys. Uh, I'm not sure I knew that, but yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And the game's in Hamilton. At uh, Tim Horton Field, I guess. I have not seen a game there. Have you seen a game there? N- not in the new one, no. Oh, but you were at La- it was a Lansdowne before? No, the Lansdowne was in Ottawa, I- uh, Iverwind. Iverwind. Did you see a game there, yeah? Years and years and years ago. I, was, I think. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, there, was, there, was okay. some, there were some sketchy years. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a big day anyway, and I'm excited about uh, putting my feet up and enjoying yeah. and the action. Yeah, you can action. still catch the um, pinball podcast that I did with them last week. It's, it's still it's, it's still there? It's all of the podcasts, every show that we've done, all 12 shows that we've done, are all available at wherever you get your podcasts from. Much like the Avoid Probate show. That's correct. They're all available. That's right. And they're all labeled, and That's you can correct. flip through and find a title. And like fine wine, they age, and they, get, they sound better. I agree. Wouldn't that be nice if that was so true? Yes. Is, suddenly, it nice. like it just, they just started growing content. <laughs> Speaking of aging, <laughs> yes, I'm curious to know: Did you try the fruitcake? Yes, <laughs> yes, it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, I mean, it's. it's let me put it this way: I'm not going to be running around trying to find another five or six of them. But for uh, a fruitcake, it's good. Fruitcake's heavy. Fruitcakes are heavy. Well, that's why I said it's. You know, a, I think it's, it's a love hate thing, right? It's you, not like like my daughter. I wouldn't put it up against say my daughter's um, pumpkin cheesecake. 
Yeah, but that's not fair. That's apples and oranges, man. Well, I'm just telling you. They're both desserts. So. You've got to put it up against other fruitcake. Uh, if I put it up against the last fruitcake that I ate probably five years ago, it's better. Well, and I, speaking of other fruitcake, I'll just remind the listeners, or if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. Um, Ted was the recipient of a shrine fruitcake uh, recently that I, I, I purchased them every winter, every every Christmas to support the Shrine Club and their uh, charities and the Shrine Hospital and all that stuff. So what I'm getting at is I was recently uh, up at a friend's cottage up at uh, Rosso, mm-hmm. and I was at the Rosso General Store mm-hmm. and getting some supplies, and they were selling fruitcakes. A lot of uh, retail people will put the cakes on the shelf for like a, th- a few weeks this time of year, you know, separate from their own business just to help facilitate the sale of the cakes. And anyway, I, I had to get one because it was different. And different box, different shape, different shrine club, different recipe. So, um, well, now you can do a taste test. Mm. Kelly's tied up, so she can't chat and, and work. It's not. She's certain. a busy lady. But I'm. I'm. I'll find out whether she has. She's some, a busy. I'm during sure. the commercial break, and I'll. I'll report back. Okay. Good idea. I'd I'll like to know. Back. I mean, again, I, I did say like it's not for me. So this is sound bad. I don't really. I don't really care because I. I didn't bake it, and uh, I don't eat it. But I do support the cause, of course. And you want it to be good, so. And well, I've heard I've heard from people who eat fruitcake that it's a very good fruitcake. It, 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 I told you. So, I, I said pretty good, but I mean it's good. The, let's talk about the show um, again. It is the Avoid Probate Show, and thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. And by the way, Ted, I can tell you, um, more and more callers during the week are telling me they love the show. And it's informative, and they're grateful that we're doing this. So that's that's perfect. That's what we want to hear. And we're yes. trying to we're trying to send this public service uh, message out there to help people avoid probate. We're going to talk about that for sure. This week's show, I got so much content here. I'm feeling a little bit uh, overwhelmed and a little bit unorganized. So my apologies in advance, listeners. I mean, there's going to be some good content, but if it seems like <laughs> it's a little helter-skelter and not very well organized. Well, that's because it is. That's what it's going to be. All right. Well, but, let's take a break and come back and let the helter-skelter begin. Let the helter-skelter begin. I like it. So we'll be right back after this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, Katie. Good morning to you. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler. I am Ted Wallison, and the information that we provide in this program is for general consumption only. It's not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is different, so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert or, of course, you can contact Jason. Email info at avoidprobate.ca. Avoidprobate is one word. Info at avoidprobate.ca or toll-free 
7628-1844-667-7628. That's a toll-free number. You can call that number 24 hours a day, should you wish, Jason. That's right, but I'm not sure that my mom's going to answer the phone 24 Probably hours not. a day. Because remember, we did uh, disclose, we left a cat out of the bag a couple of weeks ago, that it is uh, mom on the other end when you call, and uh, she kindly takes your information, puts you through if possible, but... Uh, Honestly, most of the time I'm either on the phone or with a client and I need to get the message and call you back. And that's uh, mom's good at passing that information on to me. But it's funny, ever since um, we let the listeners know that it's mom, her name's Shirley. She has a name. Her name's Shirley. Uh, she told me that the listeners have been like, not that they weren't nice before, but they're being like so nice and talkative and, oh, you're Jason's mom. In fact, one lady called and asked my mom if she baked that fruitcake that I gave you the other day. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, no, no, I'm not, I didn't bake it. So, okay, move, let's talk about probate stuff. Moving yes. on to probate stuff. So we're going to talk about something we've never really talked about here on the show before, and it has to do with guardianship. And I'm going to, I'm going to get back to guardianship, but I want to kind of set the table here and remind the listeners, you know, what we're doing, especially uh, those who are tuning in for the first time. Thank you for joining us. If it is your first time, I hope you're going to become a regular listener Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. here on AM 740. And honestly, I feel like a bit of a broken record sometimes when I keep repeating what the solution is here at avoidprobate.ca. But it's important to go over that again before we get into the subject of guardianship. And the solution is because you can't put a beneficiary on the non-registered account at the bank, therefore it will be probated, uh, what we're trying to help people do and what we do facilitate is the transfer of whatever those monies are at the bank over to an insurance company where we recreate a portfolio uh, that the client's comfortable with and now, because the rules are different, we can add a beneficiary to that account where there wasn't one before, and having that beneficiary there avoids the probate. It's really that simple. I say it's the best-kept secret in the country because the bank's not going to tell you to move your money. Most of the time, we can do this transfer at no cost because we get paid by the financial institution. So that's fine. And, and the question comes up about, well, what about a joint account instead? So when I talk about moving the money over to the uh, insurance company, I always say it's the it's in our opinion it's the cleanest way. We've created the best mouse trap out there, and I challenge anybody to show me a better one because we want to keep all of mom's money solely in mom's name, and that avoids ownership challenges, taxation complications, and exposure to creditors that you don't want to have the money exposed to. And then I say. You've added the beneficiary, that takes care of the probate, but if you still want somebody to be able to look after the funds for you in case something happens to you and you're incapacitated or whatever, well, that's what power of attorney is for. If your adult child has power of attorney, you've checked all the boxes. You've got, you've got the money invested, it's in your name solely, it's nice and tidy, you've got a beneficiary on it, it's not going to be probated, and you still have somebody able to access the account using power of attorney, which, by the way, is only valid while mom is alive. A lot of people don't realize that, that power of attorney ceases at death. So where am I going with this? Well, there's a difference between power of attorney and guardianship. And I had a meeting with a lady in Peterborough, and this lady is concerned uh, about her mother, elderly mother, uh, thinks that she's not able to look after herself like she once could, and she's also concerned that there's a sibling who's uh, influencing mom and maybe not taking care of things the way they should be taken care of. And 
the lady's very frustrated. She feels like her hands are tied and doesn't know what to do. And so I suggested, well, how about a guardianship application? So I've got some information here from the uh, uh, the Attorney General's website. i got to tell you, you got any questions about probate or, uh, I don't want to say legal stuff, but the Attorney General's website in Ontario, they've done a really good job of organizing things, and there's a whole section on guardianship. And I'm just going to start at the top here. And it says, when a person is mentally incapable of making certain decisions, they may need legally authorized substitute decision maker to make choices on their behalf. So this sounds like power of attorney, but it's a bit different. Um, talking about mental incapacity, mental incapacity, the inability to make a decision. A person is incapable of making a decision if they do not understand the information relevant to the decision or don't understand the consequences of making or not making it or both. Uh, making a power of attorney or other arrangements as part of your life planning allows you to choose who you want to make decisions for you should you become mentally incapable. So let's talk about the guardianship of property and what that means for a second. And and it is an application process, and it it can be tricky. And we can get in. Well, we probably won't get into those details. But moving along here with uh, what the information on the website, it says a guardian of property. I'll say it again: a guardian of property, not a power of attorney. A guardian of property is a person or trust corporation that makes financial decisions on behalf of a mentally incapable adult. A private guardian of property is appointed by either. The Office of the Public Guardian and Trustee, also known as OPGT, that's the Office of the Public Guardian and Trustee, or the Ontario Superior Court of Justice. A guardian is responsible for managing all property, including real estate and bank accounts that the incapable person owns. A guardian of property can open and close bank accounts, redirect pension and other income, apply for benefits or supplementary income to which a person is entitled, pay bills, buy goods and services, all these things that you would maybe associate with the power of attorney, mm-hmm. but it's different. And we're going to talk about that difference in just a minute. The The guardian of property cannot make personal care decisions, including health care decisions. Now, there is a power of attorney for health care. That's different. There's two powers of attorney, one for health care, one for property slash finances, it's called property, and people don't think of finances as property. They think of houses as property. But there's one for healthcare. There's a separate one for property or finances. Most of the time, you get them both taken care of at the same time by the same lawyer. It would be strange to do one and not the other. Uh, the rest of the list of what a of a what a guardian of property cannot do includes make a will. On behalf of, there's no risk there of the will getting right. changed. Good. That's good. That's important. Yep. And lastly, sell property that is the subject of a specific gift in a will, subject to certain exceptions. Okay, that's maybe a lot to to chew on um, right now. When we get back from this first break, I'm going to just talk a little bit more about what the difference is between the power of attorney and guardianship. But I think, I'm assuming there's listeners out there who hopefully are hearing this for the first time and the light bulb's going on in their head and they're thinking, yeah, that's what I need to do for mom or dad, mm. right? The, the power of attorney is not really going to cut it. Um, we need to do something a little different. And just so you know, there is another option. So we'll think, we'll talk about that when we get back from this first break. All right. 
Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back here with the Avoid Probate show here on Zoomer Radio. And you can get a hold of Jason during the week at 1-844-667-7628, 1-844-667-7628, or Email him info at avoidprobate.ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Jason. Thanks, Ted. Uh, we were talking about guardianship uh, before the break there, and I just want to finish off. I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. It's a bit dry, but I hope that it's uh, you know piquing some interest for our listeners out there. And, and it's related to avoiding probate. I mean, the, you need to become the guardian of somebody who needs help. Uh, managing their affairs, which includes avoiding probate as much as possible. Um, the difference, okay, I, again, a lot of people are familiar with the power of attorney. Uh, if you're not, um, call us and we can help you out. And if you need a power of attorney, call us and we can help you out. Although, oh yeah, I, I, we've said before here many times, we have the uh, the, the kit. The, the Office of the Attorney General publishes a, a power of attorney kit free uh, for public consumption uh, we have some of those kits, and I send them out on a regular basis to people who call in requesting one. So the website talking about guardianship goes on to say, and this is talking about the difference between the two. An attorney, as in power of attorney, is appointed by an individual who is mentally capable, while a private guardian is appointed by the court 
or the OPGT, the Office of the Public Guardian and Trustee. That's a really polite way of saying what I um, say slightly different when I'm talking about it with clients. Um, power of attorney, yeah. if you give me power of attorney on your stuff, mm-hmm. you still have freedom to do whatever you want. Sure. The idea is just that if you need my help, I can help you. If I become your guardian, you don't have that freedom necessarily. But it's also too if you're my if I'm you're my power of attorney and I'm I get involved in a car accident. Right. I can help you. You can make a decision as to whether or not right. I live or not. Oh, that's the one for health. That's right. So like I said, there's two different kinds. So the healthcare power of attorney makes the healthcare related decisions certainly and and they don't have to be the same person, by the way. And I've seen that. That's very common. You know, um, your sister's a nurse, okay? So she's the power of attorney for healthcare, and your brother's an accountant, or whatever. Or, or but usually, when it comes to power of attorney for healthcare, if you have two or three children, it's like all three children will confer to say, "Well, what do we want to do? Do we want to um, take take dad off the?" Uh... That's right. And and you can have joint powers of attorney. Uh, if it's an even number, that can be a problem. They they recommend using an odd number so that you don't have a, a stalemate mm-hmm. in terms of what the decision is going to be. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's just one more trick trick I guess up your sleeve to uh, keep things moving smoothly with the plan. Uh, lastly, in order to apply to become a guardian of property, and then we'll move on to something else. There's two ways to become a guardian of property. One, if the person is now incapable, and that's a really fundamental difference because, again, this is something you can do after they've lost capacity, unlike the power of attorney. Like, you can only grant somebody a power of attorney if you, are, if you have capacity. Once you've lost capacity, you can no longer give somebody a power of attorney. Right. But somebody could still become the guardian. And that's a critical key here. If the person is now incapable, you can apply to the Ontario Superior Court of Justice to be appointed a guardian by a judge in a court proceeding. Uh, They recommend you consult with a lawyer if you're considering this action. We have lawyers on the team who can definitely help you with that. And number two, the other way to become the guardian of property is if the OPGT already serves as guardian of property for the incapable person, you can apply to replace them. And believe me, from what I'm told... They are happy to find a replacement. The Office of the Public Guardian Trustee does act as as a guardian for lots of people who don't have anybody else to act as a guardian. But as but as soon as somebody else like steps up to the plate, boom. I mean, as long as you can walk and talk and chew gum at the same time, they're going to be like, yes, please, take this file off of our hands. Yeah, exactly. They get, they're so overwhelmed and, you know, public resources and taxpayer dollars and all that stuff. So that's... The other way it can happen, Uh, whether applying to the court or the OPGT, you'll need to complete something called a management plan form that explains how you will manage the person's property. You must follow the management plan if your application is approved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I hope that uh, enlightens some of the listeners. Again, uh, thank you for being here on the Avoid Probate show this Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Myself, uh, Jason Laidler with Ted Walshin. We have some mailbag stuff that we want to get to, but I just want to point out uh, for folks, if you get an opportunity to uh, log on to the website, which is www.avoidprobate.ca, there is a free probate calculator. You can play with that, and it'll give you an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. 
so check it out. The, the calculator's there. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And then you can also click the listen to the show button, and that'll uh, ask, you can access past programs that have aired. And, of course, that list is getting longer yes. every week. Indeed it is. So lots of options. So we shall return momentarily with the mailbag on avoidprobate.ca. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Okay, let's head down to our favorite place in the city, Kensington Market, 190 Baldwin, the home of Tom's Place, Tom Hollick. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Ted, and we've been friends forever. I don't even I don't remember how many years. It, it just seems forever, Ted, and, and you, you, were, you always have been kind enough to my store and to my staff, and you know our store inside out. And you know at Tom's Place, we have tuxedo galore. We have fantastic top coats. We have an amazing selection of suits, dress pants, and sport jackets in all sizes, extra-large shirts, small shirts, dress shirts, overshorts, any kind of shirts. Tom's Place made sure that throughout the year, and especially this time of the year, we will not disappoint you. So please remember when you shop at Tom's Place, you should come here with confidence and ask for the Ted Wallachian discount. I should probably name a room after him. <laughs> 190 Baldwin, that's where you'll find Tom's Place in the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back. It is the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallachian and Jason Laidler, who, of course, is the man at Avoid Probate. You can contact him, info at avoidprobate.ca, or you can call him toll-free, 1-844-667-7628. And again, check out the website, www.avoidprobate.ca. Thanks, Ted. Um, We've got... uh a big mailbag today. So we've left some extra time. It is a popular segment for sure. I hear that all the time. Keep the emails and calls coming in, folks. They're great. It's uh, it's content for the mailbag. I always tell people, oh, can, you know, can I share the story? Obviously, it's anonymous, and sometimes I won't even name the town. But I always tell them, you know, your story is going to be helping other people because obviously. You know, no one's alone. No one's in this in that situation by themselves. There's always other people who can relate. So anyway, keep the keep the comments and calls and emails and questions coming. We 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 love it. We need it. You're helping other listeners. So one subject that popped up uh, very recently has to do with something called an RDSP. An RDSP. Very uh, very poorly uh, known. Very very much unknown as a planning tool for anybody with special needs. Now, I know this is the Avoid Probate show, but I've said before, in addition to being probate experts, you know, the advisors and the lawyers and the accountants on the team here, well, we're, we're regular advisors and lawyers and accountants who can deal with other facets of uh, the financial plan or the estate plan, including managing or helping somebody with something called a registered disability savings plan, very lucrative uh, planning tool, again, for, for anybody with uh, a special needs person in the family, because the the grants that are available 
on on minimal amounts of donation. The first five hundred dollars of a of a donation to the RDSP is matched by the government three hundred percent, three hundred percent guaranteed on the first five hundred bucks that goes into the plan. And and that's just and there's there's other advantages and other uh, matching dollar amounts beyond the five hundred as well. But what I wanted to share as as quickly as I can because we got a big mailbag. Like I said. Uh, the money inside the plan, it has to vest. It has to vest for 10 years. I have a client who recently called and requested a withdrawal. And sure, the plan is well over 10 years old. But when the request went to the bank to make this withdrawal, holy moly, what what a nightmare. Um, the requested amount... If the money has invested for 10 years, you've got to pay back all these grants that I just referred to. And you can get some of it out. Uh, if it's over than 10 years, you can get that money out you know, without paying paybacks to the government. But if it's not 10 years, you've got to pay back that grant money. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is the client was shocked at how much it was going to cost because a payback amount was included with the, with the amount she was requesting. It was almost going to be double her requested amount. So in other words, if she wanted five grand, it was almost going to cost her 10. And she was shocked to learn that. And so I'm just throwing this out there to anybody who's managing our DSPs on behalf of family members. It's something you need to be aware of. And the rules are complicated and they have changed. So if you have questions, give us a call and we'll, we'll do our best to help you with managing the RDSP or any other registered accounts or non-registered accounts that you want a second opinion on. Speaking of second opinions, I was helping somebody who has uh, investments at one of the big banks and I was asked to review the statements and so I'm happy to do so. It's a it's a complimentary re- review. I always tell people when they call, the, it's a no-cost consultation, whether it's on the phone or in person, there's no cost for the consultation. And in this case, what was interesting was she had <laughs> she had GICs, and it just so happened. I don't know if she I, well. I, I do know that she knows this, but the GIC was maturing like the next day. Mm-hmm. And I actually had the um, the statement on my desk for a day or two before I picked it up to review it. And I'm glad I picked it up when I did because I'm like, holy cow, this GIC like literally renews tomorrow. But does the bank renew it on the Friday? Or does the bank renew it on the Monday if the renewal date happens to fall on the weekend? I was hoping, anyway, when I called this person, this lady, um, and I, I told her, I said, this thing renews tomorrow. And if by any chance you can get to the bank and stop them from renewing this, uh, that's my strong advice. Regular listeners will know how I feel about GICs. Uh, if you don't know how I feel about it and you want to talk about it, give me a call. But unfortunately, in this case... She had renewed it already a day or two before. I forget for what length of time, but oh my goodness, what a shame. That money is now locked in for at least a year. I can't remember the term that she selected, but it's at least a year. And so it's locked in, inaccessible, and earning almost nothing. And it'll be probated if she gets hit by a bus before it can be renewed because it was a non-registered GIC and you cannot put a beneficiary on it at the bank. We can put a beneficiary on it at the insurance company. And by the way, the insurance company sells GICs. I say it all the time. They have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. They're competing. They saw years ago 
the crazy profits the banks were making on a quarterly basis. Any idea what the banks are making quarterly? Well, I just saw the, the and, and and their estimate they came in low. The Royal Bank <laughs> low, and yeah, I don't know. It's, I can't remember. It's like three billion. Yeah, it's over a billion dollar. Well, Royal Bank's number one in yeah. terms of size and yep. market cap, and um, I think I think they're number one in terms of profitability. I could be wrong about that. In any case, it doesn't really matter. They're all making a billion dollar plus per quarter, per quarter, not per year. A billion dollars a quarter. I think they made three billion this it, past quarter. Well, I don't doubt it. It's hard to fathom. It is. It's hard to fathom. And so the insurance companies years ago saw this. The insurance companies got in on the action, created these investment account opportunities, and for some reason they just haven't done a very good job of promoting this service to the general public, unlike the banks. You know, you flip through the Toronto Star, they got full page ads in the Toronto store adver- advertising their services and all that stuff, the money they're spending. And one of them just rebranded with a new logo. And I was thinking to myself, holy cow, how much money did that cost to rebrand nationally? You know, all the paperwork had to get thrown out, all the old logo stuff had to get thrown out, new signs everywhere. Why? I don't even know what the old logo was. I mean, does anybody care? Not much different. About the logo? Does anybody say, I'm not going to use that bank because I don't like their logo? No, but they do that just for refreshing, refresh. The same reason that soft drink companies and beer companies do it as well. Okay. Well, I think of it. it was I mean, not, Canada Life did a, it huge, was not, a huge logo change a couple of years ago. I think if it's not broken, don't right? fix it. No, right? but Canada Life did one. Uh, okay. I, I still don't think it's a good idea. If, if your logo has been successful and it's like 100 years old, why do you want to, you know, it's, there's history there. Um, another mailbag. Uh, we've been very busy at avoidprobate.ca. We've been all over the place, of course. Happy to shout out to friends in Erin. Happy to shout out to new friends in St. Catharines. Um, talked to somebody from Sudbury the other day. <laughs> she was, it was cute. She said, you know, will you, will you come to Sudbury? I said, absolutely. I've, I've been to Sudbury. Uh, I don't go that often and it's been a while since I've been there, but we will go wherever we need to go to help you avoid any amount of probate. And I say that because sometimes it's very rare that we can't avoid any of it. Very rare. Um, sometimes we can avoid 100% of it. Most of the time we're avoiding a portion. And my opinion is, well, avoid what you can. Because it's, mm. it's silly not to, especially if it doesn't cost you anything. Because as I mentioned, the transfer over to the insurance company usually doesn't cost you anything. Um, I do want to mention something else about uh, another caller who, who's a kind of a regular caller. We'll call her Sally. It's not her real name, of course. And she was calling about this thing called first dealings. And this has come up a few times, first dealings, which refers to the property and whether or not probate is owed on a property that mom or dad have been in for a long time. And when I say long time, I mean like 30 plus years. Well, that's a long time to me. And uh, that happens, right? There's seniors. Well, my my grandmother-in-law was in the same house for 70 some odd years, which I couldn't believe. But uh, it ha- it doesn't happen. It happens less and less and less, but it, it still does happen. And if, you, if you've been in a house or if mom or dad have been in a house since before the land transfer system was revamped, and that was in the 80s in most municipalities, then you kind of, maybe sort of, have been grandfathered uh, with regard to avoiding probate, but there's but the test is strict, 
and you got to check a lot of boxes before you can avoid the probate on the property as a first dealings matter. So the question in this particular case... Let me uh, just interrupt for yeah, just a, a yeah. second. Does that have to be your first house, or could it have been, say, you bought a house, you lived in it for five years, and then you moved into your second house, but you've been in the second house for 50 years? Yeah, good question. That's a good question. It does not have to be your first house. It's called first dealings because it's the first time since the title system was revised that it, there's going to be a change. So you could have had three or four houses, but the house you're in now, the title system hasn't, the title hasn't been changed since the title system was revised back in the 80s. So uh, from land transfer to, from title system to land transfer, I think is how it went. But good question. And anyway, getting back to the question that this lady, the lady had was, okay, well, she's been told by a lawyer, okay, yeah, dad's been in the house since 1962. Well, that's certainly long enough. It's certainly pre-80s. So does it qualify? And, and it checked all the other boxes about qualifying as a first, deal, first dealings matter. And so... Do they have to worry about probate? However, the, the problem here, the spoiler, is that the rest, there's part, the other part of the estate, there's parts of that estate that do require probate. In other words, the rest of the estate has more than $50,000 of cash. Remember, the province doesn't require probate uh, unless the estate's worth more than 50000 bucks. Doesn't mean the banks don't require it, but the province doesn't require it. And in this case, there was enough um, of, of, of an estate other than the house to go above the $50,000 threshold and probate was required on that. And unfortunately, the rule is if, if you have to go through probate at all, everything has to go into the probate application, including the house. So that's a shame, even though uh, he was there since 1962... And he, and he passed that test of being there since before the registry system was changed. Unfortunately, you do have to deal with probate, pay the probate on the property if you have to pay probate on any other part of the estate. So what's that mean? Well, we've, we say it all the time, you know, if you've got a house in the Toronto area or the GTA, it's easily, it, it could easily be a million dollars plus. The, the probate rate of one and a half is roughly 15000 dollars per million. And I say roughly because remember the first 50 grand is tax free. So it's basically 15 grand uh, per million except for that first $50,000. So is it worthwhile to avoid the probate on the property? Well, certainly because like, like I said, that's on a million dollar property. If you've got a $2 million property, now it's a $30,000 bill. And a 30 grand, I mean, that's not chump change, right? Right. So if I've got $35,000 in, in my bank and that I'm leaving behind, um, that doesn't have to be probated. You don't owe the province any probate on that if that's the entire value of your estate. But like I said, it doesn't mean the bank isn't going to ask for probate. But, we but get, I'm, I'm not talking about – because when you're talking estate, you're talking like whatever everything. the value of my property yeah, included, right? Everything. Yeah. Yes, right, right. So if you have thirty five grand and a house, I think you're good on the first dealings matter. If you have fifty five grand and a house, I think you're not good. Mm-hmm. On the first dealings matter, you have to probate the whole thing. Okay, um, so that hopefully answers the question that the the regular semi regular caller had. I love getting regular call, calls from regular listeners. Okay, and lastly, um, last mailbag item before we have to take another quick break. I met this lovely couple. They've got a, a beautiful piece of property. It's um, acres and acres, um, not hundreds. 
and a couple of horses, and it's it's very nice. They've got two children, and it's the situation that we've talked about before where, you know, the farmer has maybe three kids and two of them want to work on the farm and one doesn't. It's an estate equalization problem. And so we, it's a real problem. And, and this couple are elderly. So insurance, which is normally an easy way to, to fix an estate equalization problem, insurance is probably not going to work here. And, and how that works real quick is, okay, if dad's got a farm worth a million bucks, let's say there's two children to keep it simple. And one wants a farm and one doesn't. Well, if dad gets a life insurance for a million dollars and pays it to the other kid, they both end up with a million dollars worth of something when dad passes. So it's an equalized estate. But if, but if dad's not eligible for insurance, you got a problem. Well, now you've got, um, they both own half of the, of the farm and one has to buy the other one out. But what if they can't? Then they have to sell. You're right. Nobody wants to sell the farm. Well, most of the time, but that's what we're trying to avoid. If you're in a situation like this, my best advice to you, don't leave it. Call us while you may still be eligible for insurance because for pennies on the dollar, and sometimes we see situations where the children will pay the premiums. Uh, we see this with cottages. So if the, if somebody wants the cottage, the family cottage to stay in the family, even though there's like a half million dollar tax bill waiting to pop up on, on the death of dad, well, and there's, no one has the half million bucks, um, an insurance policy can take care of that half million dollar tax burden and allow the family cottage to remain in the family for another generation. And when it, when this happens, often the kids who are probably the ones who want to keep it in the family for another generation, the kids will put their heads together and come up with the money to cover the cost of the premiums on mom or dad. Mm-hmm. So I guess where I'm going with this is, and I, and I, I warned you listeners, we we're going to bounce all over the place this week that, uh, we can help you with estate equalization as well. And, you know, this this conversation came up because the, the lovely couple were, they had probate questions. So the probate is integral. It's a, it's a lead-in. It's, it's a component of almost every financial plan in, in so many different ways. It's complicated, and I get it. And I understand, and I, I sympathize with uh, some of the people that we go out to meet with because they are confused and I don't. They, they're getting different information. From, one person said, "Every time I ask somebody, I get a different answer." Yeah. And and he said, "But I called you guys because I heard the ad, I heard the show, and you're the avoid probate people." And I said, "Well, thank you. you know, and you're going to get you're going to get the straight goods. We will give you the straight goods. If Jason doesn't know the answer, one of the lawyers does, one of the accountants does. We'll get you the answer. And we will get you to the end of the show when we return in a moment. Stay with us." Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. We're back. Thanks 
for sticking with us. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Ted Walsh in here, Jason Laidler there, and Jason Laidler available uh, a number of different ways. Text, you may do so. Uh, 1-844-667-7628. That's a toll-free number, I should say. And then you can email him, info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca. CA and go to the avoidprobate.ca website. That's www.avoidprobate.ca. And you can play with the free probate calculator, figure out how much money you might have to pay on your estate, and check out some past uh, episodes of the program as well. Yeah, thanks, Ted, and thanks again to the listeners for joining us on this Sunday. We appreciate your time. Hopefully, uh, you're going to become a regular listener if you're not already. We touched on a lot of stuff today, Ted. I did warn everybody it was going to be a little helter-skelter. Maybe it'll be uh, kind of like the Grey Cup game later today, Helter Skelter. On you the, never know. On the field. You never know. I kind of hope it is. I don't hope. I hope nobody wins because of a cheap penalty. Nobody likes to see that. I agree. I agree. But, uh, I don't know, penalties are part of the game. Yeah, but you don't want to win or lose because of a penalty. You want to win or lose on a clean play. <laughs> Just like you want to get out of probate. Clean. Clean. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well, thank you. I, I once again, it's you know what's clean. Just don't go there. There just, you go. Just just avoid it all together. And you're the person to to make sure that that happens. And you can get a hold of Jason during the course of the week. Please do so. Talk to his lovely mother, uh, and then she'll pass on any messages. Hi, mom. That you may have for Jason, and he will get back to you shortly. If not, she'll box his ears, as I mentioned in the past. Yes, I think that's she, about... She uh, got a kick out of that, by the way. I think that's about it for us for this week. I think you're right. So, uh, oh, real quick, next week, I think, we have a guest in studio, and it's going to be a topic we have not covered yet, so I'm really excited about that. I'm not going to uh, spoil it. We'll leave that out there as a teaser for now, but please join us again next week for um, an interesting topic. In the meantime... I wanted to say thanks to Kelly for all our awesome work behind the glass today. Thanks to Ted Walshin for decades of radio excellence. And uh, thanks once again to you listeners for dialing in. And hopefully we'll, we'll, you'll be there again next week when we do it all over again. You're going to join us next week, Ted? Are you gonna, I will be here. You're going to be here? I will be here. And we can talk about the, uh, the victor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> hopefully, well, hopefully. no predictions here. No predictions here. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.